Welcome to the UCC Show. Our email address is uccinfo at ingrammicro.com and follow us on Twitter at ingrammicroinc. Welcome everyone to this week's UCC Show. Uh, we're well into the end of our first series, so I'm very excited to have Jim Fairweather, a man of many faces in this industry, uh, now very senior man at Revo Labs and a friend of mine for about 15 years. Jim, welcome very much to the show. I'm so pleased to have you on. Thank you, Simon. Um, so, Jim, we've been talking forever about what you're up to now at Revo Labs, and now we've got the first time publicly that I've had the opportunity to talk to you about what you've been up to and what Revo Labs have been up to. So many of our audience aren't going to know Jim Fairweather. I know that's amazing to imagine, but it is true. You, you aren't known by everyone just yet. So you better give us a bit of history about you and then give us a bit of history about Revo Labs. All right. Well, uh, welcome to everyone from Ingram Micro and their partners and their employees. Uh, Ingram Micro is one of Revo Labs' largest distributors. Uh, certainly in North America and in some places throughout the world. Uh, so we welcome everyone from the Ingram family uh, to today's call. Uh, as Simon said, I've been in this industry for a few years. I started back in the mid-90s which with uh, PictureTel, uh, running North America sales. Uh, as you probably know, PictureTel was acquired by Polycom in uh, 2001. And I ran uh, North American sales and some uh, global sales at Polycom. Uh, we're in the North America business. We actually grew that from about 200 million to over 500 million. Uh, so very significant part of the uh, Polycom success story. Uh, from there, I moved on to Hewlett Packard and ran global sales at the uh, what we used to call HPVC, HP Video Collaboration, uh, where we ran some of the, uh, uh, the old Halo telepresence systems, as many of you will recall. Uh, very good business. Uh, from there, I went on to Video, Video with a Y, one of the leading providers of software-based uh, video codecs, uh, which still does very well, and we'll talk a little bit about that uh, further in the future. And now I'm over at Revo Labs. Uh, Revo Labs is based here in Massachusetts, where I live, so uh, obviously pretty convenient. Uh, for here, I run global sales, and Revo Labs has been around for about 10 years. Uh, about three years ago, was purchased by Yamaha Corporation in Japan. So we are a wholly owned global subsidiary of Yamaha Corporation. Now, Yamaha's an interesting play because they started, I know this because I used to own a Yamaha motorcycle and I got the whole pitch once. Um, Yamaha used to start as a musical instrument manufacturer, didn't they? But they did a whole bunch of stuff in the war and then got interest in electronics and of course they've been mad into audio for the last 50 years or so so talk to me about why they bought Revo Labs. what was the reasoning uh so so yamaha is a global company uh global public company uh headquartered in japan obviously uh with uh in excess of four billion dollars in in annual revenue uh very much household name for all the reasons that you just mentioned uh, in the motor division obviously uh, they manufacture all kinds of motor vehicles and recreational vehicles and boats and motors and uh, SUV type or RUV type uh, um, uh, vehicles, as well as things like golf clubs and many, many other recreational things. So uh, Yamaha into a lot of different industries. Uh, and then um, what's called the sound and network and music side, 
Uh, Yamaha is the leading provider in musical instruments, uh, specifically in things like guitars uh, and pianos, you know, endorsed by people like Elton John and Prince and many others in the music industry. So very, very large player in the musical instrument space. And then a very large player in the professional AV space. Uh, So Yamaha makes uh, mixers and DSPs and speakers and very, very large uh, pro audio installations for large auditoriums and productions and houses of uh, worship and stadiums and all that kind of thing. And recently Yamaha, Yamaha has got a little bit more down into the into the AV IT space, more in the conference room, more in some of the smaller AV spaces, which uh, uh, there's a number of products, Yamaha products, that are actually very complementary with the products that Revo Labs offers. Uh, so that is what prompted the acquisition of Revo Labs, because one of the major things that we have in common with Yamaha is sound. We both provide very high quality, quality audio and sound. One of the things that Yamaha is is renowned for for the last 127 years is quality sound. And in this space, this is exactly what Revo Labs offers. So much, much synergy there. Now, it's interesting, right? I knew Revo Labs. I think I first came across them while in the video conferencing space about 10 years ago and Revo Labs created wireless, really high quality wireless microphone technology for meeting rooms. But you do a whole bunch more stuff than that. And it's interesting, right? I think no one listening to the show is not going to know who Yamaha are, but I suspect quite a few people aren't going to know who Revo Labs are. So do you want to just give me a sense of where do you start? Where do you finish these days? Because even I've lost touch and I think I'm pretty close to this. Um, yeah, so let me, uh, let me relationships uh, with, we're interesting relationships with some other manufacturers, haven't you, where you put your technology in their stuff. So why don't you tell us all about all of that? Sure. So let me give you a, a short tour of, of Revo Labs and its legacy and history. And you're right, the company was actually started 10 years ago. And we, uh, our core product and our core competency, if you will, is in the wireless microphone space. We are uh, the market leader in that space. Uh, the technology is based on the DECT technology, D-E-C-T, and works with, with DSPs. It's really DSP agnostic. It can work with any DSP, whether it be Biamp or Yamaha or many others. Um, and that's where we really started. In probably mid-2005, 2007, I guess, uh, the company came out with the first wireless conference phone called the Flex. Uh, and that was, uh, that was both VoIP, uh, and POTS based, and uh, we continue to sell that product, have been very successful with that product. In uh, probably the 2012-2013 timeframe, uh, we did a very, very large deal with Cisco. Uh, the Cisco uh, conference phone, which is called the Cisco 8831, is actually produced and developed by Revo Labs. Obviously, Cisco branded, uh, but uh, we took that over. We took that business over from Polycom uh, about three years ago, and uh, that has been enormously successful for us. As a matter of fact, uh, that is what now makes us the second largest conference provider in the world, second only to Polycom. When you take that Cisco eighty eight thirty one business and combine it with 
our conference phone business, which was the next thing that we'll talk a lot about today is in uh, about two years ago, we came out with our UC family of conference phones. And it's what we call the UC 500, which is a USB uh, based product. Uh, our UC 1000, which is both a USB and a SIP uh, voice based product. And then our UC 1500, uh, which is a SIP and uh, USB based product with two extension microphones. Again, what we call the UC 1500. Uh, so that is a very, very significant part of our growth strategy. And in, com in combination with our, our legacy and our core products in the wireless microphone space, which is a very, very uh, huge, continues to be a huge part of our revenue. Uh, but the UC space, if you look at the growth in that industry, the, the whole AV to IT conversions uh, effort going on, right? Or initiative and the huge growth in the huddle room space. We fit perfectly into that space. And so your next question is, well, how do you do that, right? And why is that? So what we do with that is, is again, we've provided all of our superior pickup with, with integrated microphones and advanced signal processing and many other things of our technology that provide crystal clear audio combined with the agnostic partnering of many leading UC providers like Zoom or video, WebEx, GoToMeeting, Jabber, Google, uh, Skype for Business, uh, many others like that. So this has positioned us very, very well for the for the real growth part of this business. And uh, uh, it's a lot of fun. And I know, Simon, you're very much involved with that. Ingram Micro is very much involved with that. And we fit right into that strategy very nicely at a very competitive price. Yeah, it, it's interesting to me that the growth, all the growth, uh, as was demonstrated just today, in fact, uh, on the day of recording, which is late July 2016, uh, both Logitech as a big public company and Polycom announced their numbers. And Logitech's numbers in, in, the, in their part of the business, which is, I guess, more cameras, uh, rather than audio, they are going like crazy, and Polycom's business is on a bit of a decline. And it's interesting that the market is changing, that we're living in a world now where people want mass deployment of this technology rather than a few nice rooms. They want good to very good, but not unbelievably good in every single room. It's more useful to be ubiquitous than it is to be the, the absolute best in a, in a very small number. It's funny, you're talking about wireless uh, conference phones. And how's this for a bizarre coincidence? One of my patents was in wireless conference phone battery charging technologies. Ah. How's, how's that for a surreal and almost entirely useless patent? But, hey, I've got it anyway, and it's stuck on my wall. So uh, a question for you, right? Uh, you had a gentleman come along at Infocom, where we last saw each other, it was good to see you, in Vegas a couple of months ago. And you had a gentleman from Bloomberg come along and give a bunch of people, including me, a very interesting talk about how Bloomberg's changed the way that they're doing conference rooms. Now, I know that he did all sorts of crazy things, so I won't steal your own thunder. Do you want to give us a bit of uh, flavor or color about what they did and how they achieved it? Because I thought it would be very interesting. Sure. Um, Bloomberg uh, has been an enormous success story for us and continues to be. And... You know, just to, to go back a little bit, one of the biggest problems that we've had 
and and, and we meaning the industry and i and i i experienced this firsthand when i was at video right is through through software codecs you know whether they be sbc or webrtc or whatever take your pick the biggest problem that you had is audio the quality of video on on software codecs is phenomenal like we're experiencing today the quality of data you know and content sharing very very clear very easy to use etc but the audio has been a problem and we fixed that with with our family of uc products and bloomberg was the perfect example of that bloomberg deployed um over 1800 units worldwide using the video software codec uh, on a global basis. Uh, one of the problems that, that uh, Bloomberg had in audio is not only the expense of it, they had, they had two phones in every conference room. They had one for VoIP and one for USB. And the combined cost of them, and I won't say who the vendors are, but they're probably obvious, was, was about $1,500. And they were able to replace that with a UC-1000 for half that price with triple quality and reliability. One of the things that the gentleman from Bloomberg mentioned that you saw is when you look at the problems he had, he was recording over 600 problem calls per day on audio on a worldwide basis, as you can imagine, a huge company like Bloomberg. Yeah, uh, he now takes great pride, and so do we, in that that number is down to less than twenty per day from six hundred, and he has one phone on the desk, again, or on the conference room that does again both VoIP calls as well as USB calls. Uh, the other, the other thing is, uh, like a lot of companies, Bloomberg has a very open uh, policy within their offices, so all of the conference rooms are glass and hardwood floors, which uh, is very accommodating, you know, from an office perspective, looks very nice, you can see everything, uh, but from an audio perspective, as you can imagine, is very, very challenging. You know, so our technology has eliminated, you know, through echo cancellation and all of our different algorithms and every sense has eliminated all of those uh, environmental problems and provides, you know, very, very high quality, mic pickup as well as audio projection. Well, that's worked very well. And on that same note, uh, we've also had a couple of other very significant success stories in the same boat. Uh, if you look at the Google implementation, uh, Google Hangouts, which is part of, of Google Apps, as most people know. And uh, Google is a software-based Kodiak, what they call CFM, uh, right? Chromebox for meetings rooms. Uh, we've done a very large global impl implementation, probably over 1,200 rooms, uh, across the world with Salesforce.com, based in San Francisco, obviously. And then, again, a very large uh, Silicon Valley software company, but uh, Salesforce has deployed uh, the UC-1000 on a global basis as well, working with the, uh, with the Google software codec. And I'll give you another one, which has worked very well. Uh, the Zoom UC application, again, software-based, uh, cloud-based uh, video conferencing uh, technology, uh, we've deployed over 1,200 rooms on a global basis with Uber. As you know, Uber is Uber is now the largest transportation company in the world and doesn't own a single vehicle, right? Right, but they uh, do own over 1,200 of your of your devices. So. Yes, they do. 
Yes, they do on a global basis. And, uh, and they absolutely love them. So, uh, so when you're on a corner next time in New York or anywhere in the world for that matter, uh, um, Sure, don't call Lyft, call Uber, because they're one of our major customers. Well, that's fair enough. Um, in fact, Uber just got banned, as did Lyft from Austin, Texas, so it doesn't really help me very much at all ridiculous, but there you go. <laughs> it's funny, you brought up an interesting point, Jim, right, that traditionally in the days of, of the old generation of video conferencing technologies, $750, you said, um, we were half the price and you know, triple the reliability. Seven ninety nine, actually. I'm sorry. All right, but but you were talking about saving money, right? And how much you could save customers money by putting these technologies in. And I thought that was interesting because traditionally, video conferencing technologies have not been very price sensitive. Frankly, seven hundred fifty dollars on a twenty thousand dollar room solution isn't necessarily very important. You know, it's probably other things would come into consideration. But then the numbers of endpoints installed was so much less in the old days. I mean, even 10 years ago, even five years ago, a 20 endpoint opportunity would be something that sales management would look out for. Right. And now the, the numbers you're talking about, you just gave, you reeled off in quick fire succession three deals of over 1,000 endpoints each. And those were unheard of even five years ago. So where do you see the industry going from a scale perspective and, and what's your thoughts about how the reseller community can make the most out of that? So there's a, there's a couple of things with that. Certainly uh, a lot of it has to do with environment, right? With the green effort and, and quite frankly, the traffic, right? So the, the number of people that work in home is an order of magnitude bigger than it was before, right? So the ability to provide high quality voice video data, right, which is the essence of unified communications, right, to provide that to people anywhere, anytime, any device, whether it's mobile, whether it's PC, whether it's Mac, whether it's, whether it's Windows, doesn't matter, right, it is incredibly important. So that's certainly one of the driving factors. Uh, the other one has to do with, uh, with people. The millennials are 100% technology driven, whether it's on a, on a mobile phone, or on a uh, or on a PC device or something, they don't. It's it's not a convenience for them. It's a hard and fast requirement. You absolutely must be able to collaborate with the millennial generation. And you know, the millennial generation, as you know, are, are, are now entering into middle management, but just not the kids anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I read the other day that by 2020, over half the U.S. workforce will be millennials. Yes, I mean, I'm obviously frightened by that, but it's also a reality. That's absolutely right. So if you if you learn if you look on how they like to work, right? They huddle, which is where the that's that's where the huddle room really came from. And the huddle room can be a number of different things, right? It can be just a table. It can with chairs around it. It can be a bar stool with a bar table with a screen. It can be a couch. You no, know, it could be a phone booth. It could be anything. You know, wherever they are comfortable collaborating and meeting, but they're 100% dependent on technology to be able to do that. And they want to be able to access people from anywhere in the world, whether it's in a car, you know, sitting in the, you know, the, uh, the midtown tunnel or whether it's on an airplane or on a train, uh, you know, they want to be able to collaborate anywhere. So that's driving that. And the opportunity that is with, Companies like Ingram Micro and all of their dealers and integrators is very significant. 
So why is Revo Labs important to that? Well, Revo Labs sales model on a global basis is 100% indirect. We do all of our business through distributors and through resellers. And we offer very, very attractive margins for this product. So that's, that's a huge opportunity for the partners, both AV and IT integrators moving forward to capture this huddle room space and to be able to do it with a high quality product where they make money. It, it seems also to me that, that the requirement as it was, right, 10 years ago, you went to buy video collaboration technology, you went to a specialist video conferencing reseller. Right. And today we're living in a world where the sort of technology you're putting together, you, you could go to a standard IT reseller or an AV reseller, someone who already owns a relationship with a client and says, that client's probably putting in Zoom or Google Hangouts or some other technology and you simply come along with your stuff and plug it in. I mean, it's plug the, a device, it kind of an accelerated device into a meeting room where the client walks in with his laptop, plugs it in over USB and he's got a better quality audio experience than he would have on his laptop on its own. Right. And the user seem to understand that and the reseller community seems to understand that that doesn't require some remarkable level of 20 years being an audio expert simply to increase the quality of the experience for the user. It also seems interesting to me, and I wrote about this recently, how a number of the video conferencing products out there today, well, we've had high definition for 10 years and most of the def most of the video conference calls globally today are nothing like high definition quality. Some of them are high definition, some of them are DVD, some of them are even less than that. I, you know, for those who are of a technical bent, I, often do a video conference call and hadn't noticed that it's 360p. So it's literally a quarter the resolution of a low-end, high-definition call, and no one noticed. And I suspect no one noticed because the audio was so good. Right. And I think that, yes, the video matters. I'm not suggesting that video doesn't matter. Apparently, it does. But if you don't have good audio, it doesn't matter how good the video is. Right. And, and so I think it's important that people understand that that's a requirement of this technology. Well, you know, it still goes back to a very, very old premise we had back in the middle 90s at PictureTel. And it's quite simple. It says, when you can't see, you talk. When you can't talk, you walk, which means the call is over. So, uh, so audio is still the very basic premise of any conference call or of any communication for that matter. You know, and then certainly data adds to it and video adds to it. Okay. But, but the main thing, as you mentioned before, is, is the technology is, uh, is obviously much further advanced than it ever was before. It's significantly cheaper than it was. Uh, you know, I, I miss those. As a sales guy, I miss those days a little. I mean, I, I put three kids through college at Polycom, right? I mean, that was very good for me. But, uh, you know, the world continues to turn, you know. But what's very key, and as you heard at the at the, uh, uh, the, the panel discussion that we had at Infocom that you headed up, where we had over 175 people uh, all interested in huddle room. What they're really looking for is interoperability. Is, is they want all of, and interoperability, as you know, has been something in this industry for, for hundreds of years, right? But very, very more important now, or much more important now because of all the different choices that they have. What end user customers are looking for the vendors to do is to make sure that it works with everything. 
And it becomes very important now because of the network and security and mobility and cloud and all the other things that are now involved with, with uh, a successful UC implementation. So it's really up to us, us vendors and technology leaders to be able to provide that. But there is still significant value from both AV and IT integrators to be able to put that all together and to teach end users how to use it. Because we still can't assume that an executive knows how to do his own call, how to make his own call. You know, a 30-year-old kid does, you know, but the executive doesn't necessarily. However, he obviously sees the value of it, you know. So it's a, so ease of use, interoperability, price, it's critically important in, in today's market. Mm. And, and you guys have done, I mean, you've grown, well, you said you started in 06, correct? So you have grown in 10 years, like crazy stuff. And it's, it's funny that even in the, in the AV video conferencing world, Revo Labs is a known name, but it's not a household name yet. I suspect that you're going to change that over the next couple of years. Well, I think certainly, you know, as a wholly owned subsidiary of Yamaha, uh, that certainly makes us a global player backed by a very, very strong brand, you know, 127-year-old company that makes a number of different things, uh, is really based on the very, very uh, basic premise of quality and reliability. You know, if you buy any Yamaha product, it works. And if it doesn't, it's warranted and backed 100% by Yamaha. Sure, sure. So, so that certainly uh, uh, helps us a lot, but also gives us, you know, certainly investment and resources to continue to grow in this space. And we are making very significant investments in the Hutter Room in the UC space moving forward. So you'll see in a very short time some very exciting things coming out of, out of Revo Labs. And also more and more synergy with Yamaha, with different products that Yamaha makes to uh, uh, to assimilate them into our product set and offer that to our customers. Again, really, really using the strength in the brand and the global capabilities of a, uh, of a company like Yamaha. Well, that's fair enough. Well, look, Jim, I, I think it's fascinating what you're doing. I, as you know, I've been a huge fan of the huddle room environment now for a very long time, uh, probably a bit of a lone wolf at the beginning saying, this market's got to move towards uh, mass deployment, and I feel the world is now catching up with it. You're painting at the forefront of that. So thanks very much for getting involved in the show. Uh, I really appreciate you doing it. It's always a pleasure to see you. Is there anything that you want to leave our audience with as a last thought before we let them go? Uh, well, I certainly appreciate the time today. Always a pleasure to see you again and to, and to work with you again. Uh, but I also want to uh, thank Ingram Micro and all of Ingram's dealers. You've been a great distributor for us for almost 10 years. I think nine out of the 10 years with Revo Labs. Uh, so we love doing business with you guys. Uh, you're a very, very integral part, an important part of our success and strategy moving forward because you're the largest IT distributor in the world. So very, very important, uh, great group of people. Uh, so we look forward to uh, uh, continuing our relationship with you guys moving forward. And uh, again, appreciate you having me on the call today. No, of, of course. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you very much. Audience, I do hope you enjoyed it. If you've got any questions, we'll make certain that all the details are in the bottom of the podcast. And uh, we look forward to some feedback. Thanks very much. Thank you, Simon. 
our email address is uccinfo at ingrammicro.com and follow us on Twitter at Ingram Micro Inc. <laughs>